0: Hi, James here. Welcome to the James Cast. And this is PowerWorks with Glenn Power. This is a well an an annotated podcast from Podaholics where Glenn and I get together and we talk cars, the automotive industry inevitably somehow we get onto electric cars pretty much every show maybe we start talking hydrogen because we know that's where glenn likes to go oh on this show actually we talk a little bit about air conditioning in cars and how you know essentially they're recirculating spit and sweat and that's what you're breathing in and yeah that's that's where the show is going you're gonna love it what do we do we try to sort out your understanding of automotive repair and the cars that maybe you want to own, or maybe you want to steer clear of. It's a lot of fun. It's called PowerWorks, and it's happening right now. Oh, man. Uh, it's, it's funny, because i got some great stuff I want to talk about this week. And I had one, had one yesterday. I was driving back from Out This Way, actually, and heading, heading beside Zabil Palace and there's a, a car, a couple, couple up from me and there's just this smoke coming out and I'm going, Oh, but I'm, you know, I'm So I'm, I'm quite a connoisseur of, of vehicle smoke, right? Because I'm always <laughs> paranoid of my own vehicles, you know, whether it's, you know, blowing a gasket, whether it's, uh, you know, hot water, you know, there's so a radiator hose blowing, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I see the, the smoke and I'm going. Phew. And I'm I'm so far enough behind it that I'm watching it. I'm going, oh, hold on. No, no. My first thing is just blew a rad hose. Nope, not a rad hose because I got closer to it. And then the smoke was gone. And then the the person obviously gave the car a little bit of gas. Clearly, clearly there is a valve seal gone because that's pure (laughs) oil going into that thing. And it was just a cloud of smoke like it's a James Bond smoke screen going up. And I'm thinking, you know, tinted out windows. And what was it? Oh, it was a Pajero it was mm-hmm. It was a pajero, and i 'm going, Dude, are you not a smelling that and, and d- two do you not see it because it 's like you 've just gone through a dust bowl, but it 's that you know. awful. oh it 's horrible, yeah, and i'm all i 'm thinking is wow that's yeah I wanted to tap some of your cards and put them in the window. I was like, here you go, <laughs> dude, go get that thing looked at. I know the guy for you, yeah that's uh Who's going to rebuild a Pajero engine. Well, that's the thing. You know, that's the thing. And I think that's what the driver was saying. And actually, at one point, he slowed down because I thought, oh, maybe this just happened or something. Because I thought he was going to go over on the shoulder. But no, he kept going. (laughs) 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 Pedal to the (laughs) metal. He slowed down because I passed him and I don't drive fast. So I passed him and it was an 80 limit. So I would have been going maybe 75. And he slowed down slower than me. That's how I got close enough to him. But... I looked in the rearview mirror. No, he was still going. I I don't know. Maybe he was on the phone at that point, just saying, "Oh, I don't know what's going on here." Calling his wife, saying, yeah, you know what's going on with the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> since you took the since you took the car out, it seems to be smoking." <laughs> yeah. Like, oh well, I mean, you had that. Yeah, you know, I, I don't. I mean, I'm not dissing your wife, but you had that issue where, you know, your your wife was using a vehicle, and one of the one of the levels got down. Was it the oil level got down?
1: Transmission. Transmission. Yeah. Yeah, the transmission and. The warning came on when I was in it, and then she was like, "What's that?" It's like transmission warning. Has it been okay? Well, it has been a little bit jerky, and like a bit of a smell. Oh, great! (laughs) Could
0: have told me. (laughs) And then it was the point of no return. Yeah, I mean, which is a problem, right? When we get to that point, you know, by the time the light comes on, you're done for. It's like, yeah, yeah, you've got a problem when the when the car tells you there's something wrong,
1: then you you've got a problem. Yeah, I'm always up
0: to. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah so yeah. it's uh, always nice to always nice to uh, pay attention.
0: That's why the warning lights and the bells are there, which actually becomes a big issue. You know, in fact, we're going to talk about those issues right now, but let's let's start our show because <laughs> <laughs> it's Pod Time and it's the Powerworks podcast with Glenn Power from Powerworks Automotive. Which means for my, I don't know, we we got a late start today. So I, I don't know how long you got, but we'll, we'll, we'll see how long it we'll, takes. We'll talk to you. Kick me out. We're <laughs> going to talk about cars and, and not just driving them and not just, you know, the, the rolling stock out there. That's kind of cool, but how to, how to fix them and how to keep them working. Cause I, I think increasingly I'm living in that world with a whole bunch of people that, Hey, you know, I, I want to get a new Wagoneer and I'd love to get a Gladiator. And, and my son sent me a, a photo of the new Bronco and he's saying, hey, it looks kind of good. And I wrote back and said, yeah, it looks like an FJ Cruiser. And we know where that went. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. but the point being, we're driving cars longer. And, you know, I think it's it's kind of fun to have those conversations about how do we manage to do it.
1: It's weird because I don't, I don't think in any way, not how it's set up as an industry, not how models rifle through, you know, to the end of their lifespan. The, the vehicle industry now is not set up for people to keep the cars outside no. of warranty. No, 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 no. I don't think so. The manufacturing side of it certainly isn't. Five-year warranty now.
0: I mean, on yeah, so many it, vehicles, five no, years, un, some of them unlimited mileage. They anticipate, I'm going to drive it till the end of the warranty, then I'm getting rid of it because if yeah, it... and then you're going to buy a new one.
1: Yeah. That, that, that must be the... The model i mean look at uh, take a take a golf the the typical lifespan of the of the models now is now we're on, you know the, we're waiting for the golf eight it's yeah seven eight years between you know start of the mark seven and the end yeah it's not very long it's not long at all you know especially if you're getting like three to five years warranty on them yeah. you know after two years of them you could end up with somebody buying one brand new and then by the time the warranty's out going into an eight and you would think surely that's what they want you to do yeah no uh, <laughs> who nobody, knows nobody does it <laughs> nobody's got, who's got money i mean realistically if you've you know if i was going to go and buy a if i was going to go and buy a car no 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 object with uh no sorry money no object i would i would go and buy a car for sure but yeah. most people are doing it on payments oh yeah for sure and is it worth the risk? I don't know. If you don't know your job secure, if you no. don't know the country you live in is secure, if you don't know what's going to happen, is I think, it worth the
0: risk doing I think that? leasing is the way to go for that because you yeah. know it, you know you can break the lease and you're going to pay a little bit but you don't you, you don't own the vehicle and yeah. you can give it back and do a yearly lease. I, I know people are doing that and it's Increasingly, as people move around, even in in country, if I, you know, if you're back home, who's going to buy a car brand new, not knowing? Hey, COVID demonstrated that anything could happen, and I know people say, "Oh, you know, this is my COVID, uh, my COVID moment," right? <laughs> and I'm I'm thinking, everyone's saying, what well, vaccine, that's going to change everything," and I, and I keep thinking, "Hold on, have you listened to any history of viruses?" and the the thing about all viruses not just covid and you know covid-19 there's going to be a covid-20 there's going to be a covid-21 hopefully it's not as as uh, industrious mm. in finding that weakness in us so that it can have this dramatic effect in in this case on yeah. our respiratory systems You know, I think increasingly with our lifestyles and travel and high density living, more and more viruses are going to be industrious. That's all they do is look for ways to penetrate and there's going to be more viruses. It's crazy because we've
1: we've talked about it a few times. Yeah. Um, And and 12 months ago when we would have been speaking about it, about, you know, the whole shared, share model of of owning a car. Well, this is the reason to share that because... how how
0: can you do that now? Yeah. Well, that's even now that's even worse, right? Yeah. So first of all, why do you want to own something? Cause you don't know if you're going to lose your job or if your yeah. lifestyle is going to change. And if you brought, bought a car because you need to be commuting to Abu Dhabi, well, probably your job now, if you're commuting, because we're in the UAE, if you're going to Abu Dhabi, you're not going to Abu Dhabi because no. you got, you got to live in Abu Dhabi, which by the way, was what that what the Abu Dhabi government wanted five years ago. You work in Abu Dhabi, you live in Abu Dhabi. Good point for that. Yeah. but. Now, like you're saying, if I go for the share car model, who's cleaning that thing bef- between me using it?
1: It's crazy. You know, we, we look, I'm looking out now, you can see the Dubai Mall and downtown Dubai, and it's like highly densely populated, yeah. with 100-story buildings, and, you know, it's a great idea. It's beautiful a beautiful idea. You know, a little, um, there's the the tram, yeah, a little shuttle, and metro, and, you know, you, you've got all these shared ownership, vehicles and and the lease per hour vehicles yeah great let's get everyone in denser populate (laughs) them and then everyone can share vehicles so it keeps the roads clear clear as long as everyone who's cleaning it between everything's totally upside down yeah totally upside down people that are out there you know quote unquote isolated whether you know whether that's the right word but on farms and ranches and stuff like that around the world hey if they can be self-sufficient they're laughing I mean yeah. you know if you don't need to if you don't need to go to the to the grocery store or I mean there's always there's always going to be a weak a week link with this It'd be interesting to talk to Dr. Jenner about it but I've yeah. I've listened to and read and watched a lot of stuff about the the whole like you said a bit with the history of the viruses and, and relating yeah. the COVID-19 experience to that and I can't get over my he- out of my head the idea of if they'd have just told us all to stay in for a month.
0: Yeah. Around the world, you'd lock everyone Everybody down from home. A and it seems draconian, but hey. You put the entire world on hold. Yeah. And just say month. one month. Yeah. Sorry. Airlines been, closed. All transportation's closed. Every business. I'm yeah, sorry. It's a holiday. Yeah. But you're going to be at home Marshall for law, one month. Marshall, law or whatever yeah, it is. And for one month. Any countries that
1: don't follow that, you just don't travel to them. Yeah. They're Or they're, they're, travel from them. Yeah. And, They're barred. And, you know. You've got the military and the police and the and the first responders going out there on on daily food deliveries to yeah. areas. I mean, we'd have been out of it now, right? Yeah. Because
0: you've got weak spots. Well, and, and now market. now we're talking now we're talking second waves. Yeah, and yeah. Again, and it's like you know, I, well, yeah. we get bored. Yeah. <laughs> Won't happen to me. You know, Won't bored. happen to yeah. me. <laughs> Everybody's bored of it, and
1: and so for us, for for what we talk about every week is cars and. Yeah. If you you can do everything in the world to stay out of it, but if you're sharing a car, yeah. you know how do you know if well, you're sharing a car with somebody outside of your
0: bubble, which uh-huh. is a term that people are using these days? Like, how do you know? Well, and that's you know that's it. If you're doing car share, is there another unit that's going around and doing a doing a fog of the the machine? Do you have an obelizer? I actually met some guys yesterday at the. Uh, James Dyson Innovation Awards and and a group of students from Bitspilani had invented this thing called an obalizer, which is a blue light sterilizer. 10 seconds. They say, look, your phone, 10 seconds under here, kills everything on it. I've seen one of those, sailing a petrol station. It was a charger for the phone,
1: wireless charge and like the contact pad and it closed the lid closed on it and there was a uv light in it which would sterilize your phone at the same yeah. time genius oh, so i saw these things i
0: but so is someone going around and doing that so it opens up a new business but opens up a new thinking process yeah. but it also means a car is out of commission so if i leave that car you know the the hey come and clean me the light yeah, has to yeah. come on and then the, the, the folks you know the 10 vehicles that do the constant servicing got to go and do a service oh, but thought, who's got time for that and who's paying for that and,
1: well that's it you know, the cost I'm, of owning the car, the, the, the whole point of shared ownership <laughs> from, from as I could understand it was less of the environmental impact on the world for the, yeah. you know, less cars to manufacture and less cars on the road, but also save money.
0: Well, and then the the other side, right? So you got your taxis that now can only have two people in them. So this poses a problem if you're a family of four Yeah, and it poses an issue for taxis. A, you have to have more, but then people are also now concerned about those vehicles, so they don't want to take them, even though the taxi yeah, yeah. driver is sterilizing that thing and spraying it down with Windex or whatever in between. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't. Who in public transport? I mean, this is great. You know, public transport in highly densely densely populated societies like ours are amazing ideas, but there's now the fear right because okay we do have social distancing but there is limits to that social distancing and who's cleaning all the hand things and who's yeah. cleaning this and how do i know and and hey we're getting into cold season right now right a little sniffle a oh, little yeah. cough
1: over the last over the last what two weeks we've had it was like oh yes yeah, summer's over yeah. And then it was like, oh no, it yeah, it's humid again. So it's like great. Yeah. And it's like been up and down for the last couple of weeks and because of that everybody's walking around with a sniffle and a cold that's yeah. been foggy in the mornings oh, dusty man. in the afternoons and that's just how it's going to be till November, you know. You've lived in- there as long as anybody and you know that. So it's but then You don't want to dare got get a sick. sniffle and it's like, <laughs> hmm if you you get the a responsible sniffle. thing to do is go and have a test and then yeah. lock yourself down for fourteen days. Yeah. But who can do that? well that's it where is the where is the you know and then well here you my go and get a test in the car that you share with someone else <laughs> well that's it and then you get a negative or a
0: positive if you get a positive
1: what do you do with the car yeah
0: yeah I, I know I mean, this, this be, and, and let's, let's say someone, you know, they've, they've got a sniffle from their car and then, you know, they drop the car off to you to get serviced and, and whatnot, whatnot. Then they, they think, ah, you know, maybe I'll go get tested. And then they go get tested find out, oh yeah, you know what? I'm tested positive. it has an impact on your garage because well, who's been in contact with the car? I've just been talking
1: to Colin before we started and it was like, we, we had one of our, one of our techs, he comes in on shared car. Yeah. So there's three guys in one car. Um, the driver works for another company. Now that company has had a case. Mm. And so the driver of the car has gone for a test. But that means my tech can't come in because if Casey's got it. But if he turns out positive, then my tech needs testing and my tech needs gets it, has got it, then we all need testing. Yeah. And close down your garage. And then it's closed down. You can't close what, down. What, what, yeah. What, what do you do? What, yeah. You know, it's like there's only so much hand sanitizer and masks can do yeah. you've got to do it yourself and it's and it's very this is why i just i'm all about social freedom i'm all for it it's great and it's and it's, it's you know if you want to do what you want to do as long as you're not physically or mentally emotionally hurting someone then get on with it i don't care mm. you just, yeah, yeah. go and live your life you've got like 80 years and then it's that's it but there comes a times for me, it's no different to making it mandatory to wear a seatbelt in a car. Yeah, exactly. If they, if, 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 if governments were, and we're in such a great country for that. Yeah. Nobody here that I know would have a bad word to say. No. Whether that's through love, respect or fear. And I'd say it's probably the, the former rather than the latter, but nobody would say anything wrong. And if, if, the ruler of Dubai or the ruler of the UAE, the, the ruler of the UAE came out and said, We're just gonna stay at home for a month. Yeah. Keep your TVs on. We're gonna half your electricity and water bills, don't worry about it. Just stay home. You'll get basic essentials delivered to you every couple of days. We're gonna be out of this in a month's time and then see what the rest of the world do. Yep. I mean, it's such a great place for that because who's going to say no to that? Yeah. Now, in my country, in the UK, there's too many people that are just out there. Uh, same in Canada. Saying, oh, who cares about the government? Yeah. I didn't vote for them or yep. they're not my government or, oh, no, it's 5G that does it <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> yeah. and let's go and tear down these towers. And there's so many people that that just, there's too many, this is a really controversial thing to say out loud, but there's too many social justice warriors mm, mm. In, the, in the UK that would say oh you can't do that that's too draconian and then people then get empowered by it and they go and revolt just asking everyone to just say look let's just be chill for yeah. one month yeah. let's just get out of it and if so somebody just needs to set the standard New Zealand set the standard
0: yeah they t- they locked it down
1: sorted it out and they've had a few comeback cases from people returning and they've dealt with it but look at them now. They've they, they got. I remember New Zealand and Australia being criticised because they stopped travel in and out of China. Yeah. Why are you doing that? It's not fair.
0: <laughs> well, well, they did it for a reason. And they, travel is the issue. You got to yeah, stop yeah. travel because a we
1: point on your defenses. Yeah. And and I don't see. You know, we again for the UAE. You know, go outside. It's a little bit sticky today, but plenty of sunlight, plenty of fresh air, yeah. vitamin D from the sun. Hey, what more do you need? Go yeah. to the beach and keep socially distanced, away yeah. from people, yeah. and just couple relax. meters. Don't it go just and sit in an office, and don't go and yeah. share a metro cabin.
0: Yeah.
1: I, for so me, I think this is. I won't a, even
0: get into an elevator. Yeah, I I got in the other day. I was at a place going getting into an elevator. There are already people, and they, oh, come in It's like yeah, no, it's okay. I'll wait for the next one. Yeah, yeah. No one for while. Well, that's going to be a five minute cycle. But it's just like you know what? We're we're getting and then someone else once again is like, what are you doing? Well, again, it's for me. It's like <laughs> no, that. stay we, out. We're not very
1: good at. We're not very good at sensible decisions in a social environment, I don't think as yeah. humans. I think there's that it's the whole helmets on the bike and seat belts in a car. Yeah. And then there's some elevators you get in here. So I walked into a lift in it might have been in it might have been in a Nexus building. Mm. And the lift was divided. Right. With the footprints for four sections with them yeah. facing the wall. Right. Like now nobody has to feel embarrassed. Because you're just following the rules and everyone's got to do it. Whereas if it's just a free-for-all, oh, it's almost like, oh, he doesn't <laughs> want to get in, he's scared of the virus, like, sort of thing. And it's, and I feel like people would fall into that trap. Yeah. And I, and I don't, I, I just think, just just be the government and, and, and tell us what to do and, yeah. and, and, and say. And no common sense, track.
0: you know. I mean, the best thing about the I saw one the other day, my wife actually saw one the other day when I mentioned this to you. Someone's on an escalator and they've got a mask on and they, Pull the mask down, sneeze, and then put the mask back up. And I'm and she's going. That's the point of the mask. Keep your mask on. Well, I don't want to get the, I don't want to get my sneeze juice in the mask. Well, yeah, That's but the point
1: of the mask. And then you're on an escalator,
0: <laughs> and you just went through a cloud of of. Droplets and, and then the, or the ones, you know, the folks who wear them on their chin or under their nose. And and I get it. a lot of masks don't fall off noses. I see those. That yeah, means yeah. you need to get a better mask. Yeah. Your mask doesn't fit right. But people say, well, no, but droplets and, the, and whatever come out of my mouth. I go then, then just close your mouth and blow it through your nose. Put your hand there. Yeah. Tons of droplets and, and, you know, aerosol. It creates yeah. an aerosol environment. And not that it means you're going to infect someone and not that it means there's going to be a 100% contamination rate. But you want to lessen the possibility.
1: Yeah, that's I all mean, we're doing. Next week we'll do uh, we'll do like a bit of a. We've been talking about it for a while. We'll do like a technical thing on five minutes or so. On and let's do AC because we can do. <laughs> there We go. We can do the. What,
0: what are we calling it? I, I, I got to work on the intro. Okay. How? I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> we'll figure that one out. We'll figure that out. But it, because AC
1: in, in cars is a is a, is a genuinely. It's, it's a it's all it always has been and it's a bit like oh, man. cars are great but they kill the planet yeah AC's great but it's dirty oh, like man. really really dirty like the water that's dripping out underneath effectively
0: is sweat really and spit yeah oh that's nice effectively it, it was so humid yesterday now uh, granted I do have the windows out of the Jeep and <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta qualify this <laughs> <laughs> looking like something out of a 70s disco movie. Pretty much. And i am actually, I only have the front windows out, but I'm taking all the windows off this weekend because it's it's time. And, and, and when they say it's not a big job, it's like a two minute job. So why I'm waiting for the weekend is like, really? You could just do it out in the parking lot right now. But so I had the windows out yesterday and it was a little humid. And it was horrible. It was horrible. Yeah, yeah, it was in the morning. So, of course, I have the AC blowing on me because I just want to get yeah. a little bit of respite. And yeah, you I, want to raise the sea levels. Yeah, I you could know. put the windows back in, which would have probably been... And, and <laughs> truth be told, they're not even hard to put in because they're on a slide. I just drop them into the half doors, right? And, and I carry them with me. So, <laughs> in case it rains. It gets worse. <laughs> but, man, the amount of... So, the condensation that was on the inside yeah. vents... Blowing this cold air, like I'm looking at, going, I wonder if my air AC is breaking. No, that's really that's just just working really well. Well, that's that's what I said. This and it was like frozen, like ice. I mean, not not ice, but it was ice and cold. I'm just going. That's how much condensation is in the air right now because it's the inside of my vehicle is now just a sweatshop.
1: Yeah. So the problem with so with AC, um, uh, basically, when the the AC works best with windows closed, James. Windows in. (laughs) Yeah, um, and I then sometimes <laughs> just
0: put it on my feet so you know how you do a yeah, heater well, that's cool, so yeah. I just cool my feet because yeah. then it's the illusion that is cooler in the vehicle but as soon as it's I told you as soon as it's under 38 38 and below perfect for no roof now it was 41 yesterday when I was driving like that and that was just a little on the warm <laughs> side but I had lots of cold water so I was okay you and do a lot of driving sort of in the peak heat yeah, drops, it's, so yeah it's kind of timetable it doesn't maybe. make any sense like I should plan yeah. better yeah yeah. Mm. Mm.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> the problem is with the AC when the AC is running. Um, if you've got the windows closed, and it, it's typically you're going to have it on recirculation, so the air's just been recirculated around. Oh, the only thing that's condensing on the evaporator there is your breath <sighs> and your sweat. Oh, nice. So that's gross. That's dripping out underneath the car, and
0: otherwise you're just recirculating this. And you're just recirculating it, and and and. There's bacteria in everything. So hopefully you got a HEPA filter, and my vehicle has no filters, no so filter in the wrangler, James. Snow. So it's, you know, you're taking life. That's and, and the other thing with filters, look, they do
1: a job, but they do yeah. a job while they work. And once right. they stop working, they make things a heck of a lot worse.
0: And how, how long do they live before they really need to be I would changed? change a pollen filter,
1: AC filter, cabin filter, whatever you want to call it, I would change it every time it had the engine serviced.
0: So we're talking like every five thousand k, five
1: to ten thousand kilometers. Yeah. Wow. Are they expensive? Not really. No. No, not really. I a couple mean, hundred dirhams, we Some of the charcoal. A- so some of the charcoal filtered ones will last a bit longer. Yeah. Okay. And then um, you know they'll they'll deal with odor better. They, they have mm-hmm. a better filter. They're better at dealing with bacteria, but
0: you, it's just it's just the price not?
1: of ownership, right? It's just. It's, it's just the responsibility you have of owning a car in this environment mm. you want the AC to work then
0: look after it Colin had an interesting one a while back he was talking about the fact that when he would turn on his AC in his Pajero, uh, Pajero. <laughs> ah, his, his patrol that uh, it, it kind of smelled like gym socks, which made me think maybe yeah. Dan had been driving his vehicles, because Dan <laughs> has notoriously has a gym sock shoe issue. Uh, <laughs> and, and it's no secret. I mean, he he's, he's talked about that before. But, so... <laughs> <laughs> Find that one in the archive. Uh, okay. Yeah, go it's, it's cool listen to that one. But in, 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 you know it, when it's possible, especially when he's in his office, he doesn't have shoes on. He'll have socks on, but no shoes on. And then if he's going out into the workshop, he puts on the shoes. But you know, anyway. So did you ever solve that one for Colin with the gym sock? Because I, I remember right,
1: that ended up with an evaporator change oh. and filter. There's a problem. So we get it with Mercedes. And uh, sorry to the Mercedes guys. Um, but we get it with Mercedes, that's just a fact. Some of the sort of CFCs in the fake leather that mm. they have, they start to break down and they smell awful, really bad. But also, as they break down, the leather sort of becomes more, just sort of more absorbent to odour. Mm. So then you get a smell in the car, you can fix the cause of the smell, but the leather is just completely saturated with it. Okay. And it's very difficult to, well, you can't scrub leather, right? Right. And it's in in the patrol of Collins. It's really quite. It's it's a soft leather. I'm pretty sure it's not Rolls Royce 100 percent napper, but it's very very mm-hmm. good. And it, and 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 if I remember right, I think that's where we got to with it. We actually got rid of the source of it, but I think it's there. But one of the things with AC. And we, we'll go into this properly, I suppose, next week. But if anyone's driving their car with AC, you just want to switch off the AC. Don't switch off. So by that, I mean the button that says AC. Mm. So switch off the AC, but leave the fans blowing for the last 30 seconds before you arrive home. And what that will do is that will then blow air through the evaporator because you've still got it held on the full cold setting but that will dry out all the moisture and the condensation. It'll blow it through Mm -hmm. the evaporator and dry it all out. And what that will do is it will make it that that is not a good environment. Then when you park up in the heat for bacteria to grow, because it's bacteria that's respiring, that's causing the smell.
0: I I remember you saying that to Colin and his response being, yeah, that ain't going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) I I remember looking at your face and it's going, uh, Dumbass, that's going to fix it. This is the problem because (laughs) no one wants to do it. 30 seconds sounds
1: great. Saying it out loud sounds like, yeah, it's nothing. 30 seconds. Well, anyone that's lived here for (laughs) even as long as me, which isn't as long as you, knows that 30 seconds in (laughs) August is an awful long time with no AC. But but it dries out. It dries the evaporator out and then you don't have the bacteria can't set in. And that's the problem. It's only 30 seconds is all you need to do. Yeah, that's enough, really. Yeah, That's amazing. I mean, the best sort of example I can give in sort of analogy for, and it's pretty much the same thing. If you've had a shower in the bathroom with the door closed and the windows closed, and maybe you've even had the extractor fan on or off, it wouldn't make much difference. But if you get up in the morning, you've had the AC on in the night, go and have a shower when you get out of the shower, the mirror is steamed up or the glass shower door is steamed up. If you were to just open the window for 10 seconds or just have a fan blowing in there, the condensation will be dispersed as the temperature equalises and it will run away. And it doesn't take long at All those fans are blowing a heck of a lot of air every Mm. second through. Um, And anything's better than nothing. So even if you need to start off at 10 seconds and build yourself up, get used to it, whatever, but anything is better than nothing. And, and when we have filters, filters get stuck and blocked and trapped. They trap all sorts. That's what they're doing. They're filtering. They're filtering from the outside. So then you've got a filter, which is not allowing any air in. So there's no actual, like, there's no natural circulation of air. And you'll typically leave the car on recirculation. So the flaps are shut anyway. So yeah. no air can come in or out. So it gets very very hot and humid inside the car Mm. very
0: very quickly
1: Mm. and and it will help it'll help and it'll also extend the life of the evaporator
0: as well see that's important i mean that's all i'm thinking because if everyone knows if you're going to deal with an evaporator that means you're pulling the dash out of your vehicle yes unless you're lucky enough to
1: own 100 series land cruiser or a y61 nissan patrol Mm. where you can just take the glove box out and Slide them out like and a little cartridge.
0: Why they are all not built like that? I do not know. Because
1: the finish isn't important in one of those cars. Yeah, okay, They're just utilitarian, aren't they? And yeah.
0: there's no the glove box is just literally a box. Yeah. So right. yeah. Okay. Well, we're gonna we're gonna talk. We're gonna do the full AC show next uh, next yeah, time. I'll try at. and do
1: my standing on a soapbox preaching about yeah. stuff,
0: and we'll do AC next time. But I think we'll go right through the whole whole thing because I, you know, the the irony is we're at least here our weather is changing and, and in many parts of the world, people are turning off their AC. They're not thinking about heat. And that means it's a great time to make sure that your AC unit is, is rocking and rolling because eventually you're going to turn it on. And even if you only use them for a couple of weeks of the year, yeah. when that unit doesn't work, it's always when you really need it, when you're yeah, getting yeah. ready to go on a trip and it just does your brain in. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We we've, we so we've got an LS430 in at the minute for an evaporator change so you know the old LS the yeah. sort of square long one yeah. and it's got the and this always amazed me coming from VW and being like yeah yeah it's top of technology and it's German brand and all this coming over here and seeing all the Japanese and American cars and thinking man these are like stone age like Fred Flintstone <laughs> put, put his feet <laughs> through the bottom of these but then I remember getting in this LS430 it was like a 2004 or something really old and you can turn the AC setting so that the vents oscillate. Yeah. So you've got the vents and you move them and set them to blow out the face, yeah. but they will electronically move to yeah. move the air, and it's like <laughs> <laughs> something of the Jetsons. What's this? Twenty twenty years old, and they've got they've got stuff. The like fan. Fan. It does nothing for me. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't yeah. even it doesn't achieve much at all. No. But it's great. But we, are you know, it's like we're changing the evaporator on that car and it's like close your eyes and hope for the best sort of thing Really, to anything you take off because it's been baking in the sun for over a decade and it's very very hard to get plastic to not break and there's only so many so many tools you can use before something will break and it's so an an evaporator on a new car okay no problem but it never happens on a new car (laughs) no (laughs) you <laughs> got a five-year warranty yeah, exactly
0: so. <laughs> and, and and typically actually I, I wonder are typically air conditioning evaporators and and compressors are those included in our five-year warranties or? yeah yeah okay for most if it's not maybe yeah. you don't want to own that vehicle it's just, yeah that's a good question it's, yeah. and i and i actually it's all warranties it, are not equal that's a fact no. and sometimes they say yeah five-year warranty on powertrain And that's it. So you you want to ask questions. Okay. What parts of the powertrain are you actually warranting? Yeah. I've seen people spend tens of thousands of dirhams on
1: extended warranties with some manufacturers and we won't name them, but they don't cover anything. Yeah. They'll cover major engine or transmission internal component failure. Yeah. That's never going to happen. But when an engine fails because the water pumps failed you're stuffed yeah i mean yeah so it's very very you, you do have to be careful when people ask me you know they say oh yeah i know you've got a garage and should i extend my warranty go in sit down with the sales guys have a chat with them and if he or she says to you this is the cost and this is what it covers go through it very carefully with them yeah. and try to understand are you paying for something you're going to need and if you don't know bring the paperwork and I'll go through it with you
0: I think, I think that's actually that that medium ground which you know I think is really important is having another set of eyes it's almost like an advocate yeah. you know a, 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 an automotive advocate when you go to that garage when you go to that service centre and let's face it I mean, you, you go and you've got service managers and some of them are really good salesmen yeah. and they're going to sell you everything in fact they've just sold you their mother's slippers you know to boot and you're paying a premium for those yeah when you, when you start really drilling down, it's like, A, you don't know what things are. You don't understand. They say, oh, yeah, this is really important. And, and you're thinking, well, they're on my side. They're the service manager. Well, hold on. They're trying to sell you more stuff yeah. at the end. And you need someone who looks at this and says, yeah, okay, this is unlikely to go. Your car's brand new. This is unlikely to go. And hold on. The things that are going to go, these four items, they're not on this. Yeah, I, I had um, I was lucky with, and, and DJ
1: was here with me now, he worked with me there, obviously, and we were very lucky with our dealership we worked at in the UK but a lot of places it's us and them so it's mechanics against sales and no right. one really gets on and And I'll give them grief because it's part of the banter of the job but we were so lucky at Chesterfield Volkswagen we had an amazing sales team that they often messed us around because you know to because <laughs> they can not they don't understand our job and, and yeah. we don't really want to understand their job so they, it often wasn't easy but We were lucky and we had a couple of really good sales executives and we had two that spring to mind one was a lady called tracy and another one was a a guy called liam and they were just good yeah and the reason they were good was they would include a technician in explaining something on the car so there's no end of times like I remember Tracy in particular, she'd come over and she'd say, look, customers just asked me about why we can't get DSG in the Tiguan. Can you explain? And we'd go and talk to them mm. and, and, ex- and, we'd, and we'd give them the reason for it. And that was so honest. Yeah. It was just an honest approach to the job, whereas the attitude would sometimes be, oh, well, try and blind them with science about something else. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Just get the sale done. And And we were lucky with that, but it's one of the reasons for me that virtual showrooms virtual showrooms are going to work because people don't ask questions Yeah. Yeah. but how can you go in and have a conversation with somebody about what's on a piece of paper okay you can read it and there might be a live chat option or something or a FAQ section but a person has experience and if you've got the right salesperson And that's down to you to figure that one out. Unfortunately, there's not Mm. much we can say. But if you've got the right salesperson, you can say, look, is it worth me spending 10K on this warranty? Because it doesn't seem to cover much. And I'm just worried about my AC because I've been talking to a lot of people who own the same car and they say they've had problems with it. And it's 15 grand repairs here and there. A person that you can talk to in person, one-on-one would be able to say, look, I've sold 50 of these. Never had a problem. Or every single one that I sell, they end up coming back and it covers this and that, and that's what they need. And and that's what you, you yeah. know, and, and having, you know, we can do it. We do do it, as I say, we just mentioned it, but having someone you can then go to with that piece of paper before you hand any mo- money over and say, look, is this going to be worth it? Yeah. To me, that's a much underutilized facility. I think people mm-hmm. need to
0: just have a conversation with somebody. Yeah. Uh, I think that's great that someone could come to you and say, hey, can you just take a look at this? And and inevitably they're going to be coming to you anyway. So often we mm-hmm. tell them to buy
1: it. Yeah. That, let's, I'll be straight. There's a couple of times when we've said don't. Yeah. There have been, but there's been enough times where we've said, yeah, yeah, that's a good deal. If 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 that covers this well, for me to change that, you're going to pay X amount of money. Well, that's half of what you're paying them and then you've got the rest of the coverage with it. One of the only problems for some of them is that they get tied into being service dependent. So... That's that's, that's quite a big expensive. One. Yeah.
0: And that, that always was the, the you know, the thorn in my side is yeah, you're gonna get this warranty, but you gotta bring it to us to get all the yeah. other servicing done. And some of that servicing that they were doing was rather rather through the roof, you know, and you're kinda of going, Hold on a second, yeah. I can get it done for a quarter of a price out, you know, on, yeah. at at my at my regular service center. And they're going, Yeah, but then you're gonna avoid your warranty. Yeah. It's like, Oh, okay. So yeah, I'm I'm winning with the warranty, but now I'm gonna I'm just paying for it in another way. Yeah, it's 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 and this, this is what I mean. You need to have a chat with a human. You yeah.
1: know, people need to talk about it, and you need to t- explain to the service advisor, the sales executive, and and then an independent, like you say, intermediary kind of figure that can give you some advice for you to make the right decision.
0: Yeah, the the interesting one finally got that uh, puncture fixed on the tire. Hey. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was like. <laughs> And <laughs> it, it, it wasn't really speeding up at all either. It was it was pretty consistent, but it was annoying that every third day I'd have to go top it up by, you know, five pounds PSI. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just annoying. So it was interesting, though. I took it in and, and took it to a, to a shop, you know, brand name that I didn't want to go to, but, you know, ended up needing... It was just convenient and uh, stood over them like a hawk because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just don't trust them. And, uh, the, the, you know, the, the guy was really good when he, you know, which tires I showed him where it was, took it off. And he says, yeah, dude, I don't know if this is going to work. So you know, he took one look at it and said, it's getting pretty close. So it wasn't in the sidewall, but it was, you know, it was over in in the last quarter getting close to the side. And he was honest. He said, I, you know, look, I'm going to pull it out. And let's take a look and see what's going on. But I might not be able to fix this, and you know they fortunately have a FAZA card, so I was there, and and you know they said well like we'll, we'll give you a little bit of a cut, but I, I did say to him I said hold on a second here, this price you guys are charging, <laughs> it's like is that there, well, what happened to the you know this is not the price that I remember paying years ago, and he goes. That's the operative word, sir, years ago. In some cases, it's better off to just buy new tires. I'm going, I don't know about this. Mm. But anyway, he, he did pull it, it t- t- took a look, and he was honest, saying, in, in that sense, saying, and, and I my mind flashed back to what you were talking about, where you can fix these things. Fortunately, it was, it was a nail that had kind of gone up. So I thought it was a shard of metal, but it was a nail that, I guess, bent over when it went into the tire and uh, went in on an angle, which was interesting but it was at least the angle going in the positive way for repair. Because yeah. if it had been the other way, he, he said, look, yeah, I'm, I'm going to pull it. But if it goes in the other way, I, I, I cannot legally do this for you. It'd, it'd be suicide. Yeah. But I, what I did think was interesting so I got it fixed and it's all going. And then of course I don't trust it. Right. So I'm watching how he's doing. So I'm still checking that pressure all the time because I'm just going, yeah, I watched how you did that job. And I like, you know, like hold on a second. What do you, you know, he's, at one point he was putting some sealant. I'm going, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're putting, sealant. whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop with that. Why are you putting that sealant on like that? Are you putting another patch on top? No, don't put sealant on there, dude. It's like, <laughs> what, what's it sealing? I, I like said to the guy, I said, hold on, it's rubber, right? Yeah. It doesn't permeate, right? Because that's why it's keeping out the air. Yeah, so why are you putting more glue on it? <laughs> what are you gluing? And the guy said, oh, good point. But we are, we're told to do it that way. no, said, well, no, you don't, I don't want you doing it that way. So just, you know, you're, you've done a good job. Let's move on. But uh, what, became, what became interesting was there was a guy there before me and uh, I, I drive up and there's, he's got a GMC Sierra lifted up, nice. I'm looking at it and it's same tire that I had flat. So I start talking to the guy, wonderful Emirati guy, he's a farmer and uh, he says, yeah, second one I've had of these in, in, in a week in the same tire. And so oh, the man. alarm bells are going off in my head, right? I'm going, same tire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're getting it patched again. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and nice guy, but I'm also looking at the tread wear on the tire and I'm going, first of all, you need a new tire, dude. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. you know, and second yeah. of all, second patch on the same tire in one week, for a nail puncture, and you know he's giving me that he's to tell, tell me where it happened and all that. And I'm going. Not only do you need a new tire, you really need a new tire because now we're getting <laughs> unsafe, and and you know it's, it's they still did it and it still went on, but you know tread wear was clearly there was there was a, an issue. I mean it it the tread wear was weird. Like it was kind of like on the side. So it was lifted. The in, yeah. The inside of the tire was clearly wearing mm. much more than the outside of the tire. And yeah. it was visible to my eye. And I'm just kind of looking going, yeah, that's wrong.
1: Yeah. This is one of the problems with lifting cars. Yeah. I mean, you can do it. No problem. But you've then got to understand how that affects the geometry yeah. of the suspension and the steering.
0: So the best part, it gets even better. So, you know, I got the old goat, right, sitting up there with the tire getting changed, and the guys are working pretty fast. He's got his GMC Sierra that I'm looking at going, man, that's a nice rig. And he goes, yeah, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I go, I'm looking at it. I'm going, what? He goes, I wish I didn't own that vehicle. I'm going, what? And he, goes, he goes, you know, the thing is, I'm going to get nothing for it if I sell it. It's not worth my while. And it's, it's pretty new. Like, I would say it's five years old, max. Okay. And he's going, it's oh, they're nice as well. those that's I know. Yeah, I'm know. i I'm not an American car guy, but they're I, nice. that's what I said. And he goes, he goes, you want to know what the problem is? And he's looking at my Jeep and he goes, this yours? And I go, yeah. And he goes, you go off front. I say, ah, you know, dirt roads, a bit of rocking. I'm not really, you know, rock stuff. I'm not really doing too much duning." And he goes, yeah, but that's a nice Jeep. And I go, yeah, but it's, it's old. It's 2000. He goes, oh, but that's still a nice Jeep. And he goes, nicer than my Sierra. And I'm going, really? And he goes, <laughs> I go, but and so I look at him and I say, what, what, what do you like about my Wrangler?" versus your GMC lifted Sierra that looks sweet. And he said, way too rigid. He said, my car, when I'm on that dirt road heading out to the farm, I need to put on a kidney belt. Ooh. And I'm going, yeah. And he goes, yours, it gives a little. And I said, yeah, but it's, it's you know, I got I got, my, I got got my solid axle. It's, it still gives a lot more than my GMC Sierra. Yeah, I wonder how he's lifted that then. That's, so that's- that was my question I wanted to bring up to you. The long way of getting there is like, couldn't you just put different shocks on board so that you get a little bit softer of a ride yeah you could I mean so it wasn't lifted too high like it was only maybe three inches one of the problems
1: sometimes vehicles just get lifted by spacing out Mm. the springs some people just space out the springs they'll space out where the the dampers bolt in and they'll you know leave springs as well they'll just change the shackles on them and just lift them that way (sighs) You, you just you you have a, a it's it's very very difficult with a lift kit to get an appreciation of how it's going to affect the car until you've driven it. Ah, so very very difficult as the as the as the as the driver of the vehicle unless you've driven one the same. You're not mm-hmm. going to know now. And as a technician, I can explain. I can explain the drawbacks of it. Often more drawbacks than there are positives in honesty in all honesty unless you're going crazy Dakar then there's yeah. not much that you know well the vehicles yeah. are designed for a certain it's a very different vehicle if you've got a rally vehicle you know? there yeah and, and the guys at General Motors have figured out the best sort of compromised of course set up for that vehicle to allow it to take the kids to school but also be fine mm. going over a couple of dunes and through some mud ruts like yeah. into a farm so it's, it's, it's been set up in the best way they think possible to, to allow the car to be comfortable but functional. When you lift it, you're going to lose something. If you're trying to... there's There's the whole... There's the comfort and the function of a vehicle. And if you try and improve one... It's almost like a sliding scale, comfort on one end, function on the other, and Mm. you're kind of gonna lose something. If you try and gain comfort, you'll probably lose function. If you try and gain function, you'll probably lose comfort, and it's very difficult to avoid that. Manufacturers spend a lot of time figuring it out, and there's little we can do. Now, Mm. if you've got a GMC Sierra and you just wanna thrash it over the dunes at the weekends, yeah. Who cares about the comfort? Yeah, exactly. I'll improve you that, no problem. <laughs> I'll go and get you a kit that will improve. Now, funnily, it's very rare that we will lift suspension to improve a vehicle off-road. Very rare. Mm. It seems to be the sort of first thing people want to do. Yeah, But all you're doing is raising the center of gravity. Uh, so you're you flip so it, It's so much more. Easier to topple it over, yeah. Yeah, so you can do things like maybe slightly bigger tire profile mm-hmm. and... Take the front bumper off to allow you to have a better approach angle for a dune or a hill. Take the rear bumper off again for the same thing. Put a protective plate over the front differential and underneath the engine and same for the rear if needed. Uh, Very rare that anyone would say, right, I need to improve my vehicle off-road that we'd say, okay, jack it up two inches. Mm. But anyone that gets a car that wants to go off-road, typically they will first thing, let's get an extra two inches out of the height. Not for me. Yeah. Better quality springs, better quality dampers that are direct replacement, and from there, maybe different wheels and t- well, always different wheels and tires. Yeah, fancy shiny alloy wheels are not helping anybody off road. No, low profile <laughs> tires are not helping anybody <laughs> off road. So from there, bash plates, whatever you want to call them, underneath front and rear bumper replacements, and you're pretty good to go. You're not going to affect the driving of it, it might be a bit firmer because the suspension's upgraded to a point where if it's heavier duty, it's certainly going to be mm. heavier sprung. So you're going to have a bit of a firmer ride. But it's
0: very rare that I will tell someone to lift their car. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's very interesting. Interesting. Everyone does it. No one yeah. listens. Yeah, Everybody yeah. does it. And, hey, and well, I want people to lift their Wranglers because I need a, I need some, uh, <laughs> I need some new shocks, right? So Any keep your way. eye open for those. <laughs> I, I really do need some. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mopar ones aren't too expensive. Yeah, I know. I should just, I should just next time we bring it in for a service, I just They're need not to too get because I, mean, I just put stock on anyway. Yeah, so.
1: yeah. The Mopar replacement ones are pretty good. Yeah, I need. And to then th- just, oh, just bring them in from. America I or Europe? I or guess Canada, I could.
0: I guess I could do that, but I, I'm I'm keen to just get the stuff here, just in case, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually never. I've never investigated in bringing stuff in from North America. Probably should do that. Yeah. Mm. I just definitely. Per- I just need a set of shocks. That's all. It's like.
1: Yeah. I Support gotta. your airlines. Yeah, they, they, they need it.
0: <laughs> I was talking to the wife about that. As you said, the the shipping costs of of really. They gotten pretty nice because they're, they're you know airlines need to fill their cargo air well they need to fill up their they need to keep the planes in the air for a reason yeah right? and if they don't have people they can do it with cargo yeah so that's that's a lot easier to do you just throw it all in the, the cargo hold in a big box and yeah. away you go so yeah I got to look at that the the other one that uh, was kind of interesting was uh, this was just yesterday with uh, I wanted I wanted to pick your brain again on that G M Grand because mm. I saw one yesterday. And first thought was that's a Volvo. I mean, it really <laughs> did look like a Volvo. I mean, once you got close, obviously it's branded and you could see that it was a Geely and and whatnot. But I, I was sitting at a light, good five minute cycle of light, just looking at this maroon colored Geely and looking, you know, even at the, the flared exhaust system that was clearly stock that came with it and the lighting and and the profile coming off the backside and I just like wow, and and what a nice looking car. And I remember you you'd done some work on a Geely M Grand, and you you talked a little yeah, bit about was the inside. Yeah, the M Grand Sport Seven Sport X seven, yeah. like seven Sport or whatever it was called.
1: Nothing bad to say about it, mm. you know. Nothing bad to say at all about it. I mean, AC mm. was great. It was very well kitted out inside. A little bit left to desire with the dashboard finish, mm. and the leather was a little bit pleather. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, it. it Nothing's bad to say about it, and obviously, they're they're priced appropriately. Yeah, you know, the minute you can go and buy yourself an Audi Q3, I had a conversation with a guy this morning about it, the same thing. He, he wanted a a car, and he, he because his car's been in, it was the exact same everything. It could have been the car had he not told me, boy, knew no, I would have asked him because it, it could have been the Kia Sportage that I bought when we had our first kid. Really? It was the exact same. Like spec, colour, wheels, yeah. everything was the same. And this car was great, and it was still good now, five years after I'd originally bought it. And mm. it's almost exactly five years. Um, and we're talking to him, he said, yeah, he said, I was always adamant I was just going to have he's Mercedes, he's a Mercedes mm-hmm. technician. He works for Daimler Middle East now doing warranties. And he had said he'd gone to buy or to look at buying a German car. Right. Cause they're the best. Yeah, right? of course. Yeah, And he works for Daimler, right? So he <laughs> went in and looked at an Audi Q3, and the base model didn't even have Bluetooth. <laughs> right.
0: What? What is that? <laughs> that I know possible? the first world problem. How is empty, that possible? Jeez. Even my Jeep has Bluetooth, although it's disabled. I wonder if I can get that turned on. So anyway. It's it's like, <laughs> what is that? Yeah. So he's like, no thanks.
1: Wow. So then he, he saved himself 40K in... Bought a top spec Sportage, like I remember, I paid ninety seven grand for it, and he would have paid the same because it's the same mm. same model. We must have bought it within weeks of each other, mm. and still got it, and oh. he spent nothing on it. I did a drive built for him, and that was it. And mm. you know, the same for the M Grand now. Keir have been through the whole thing, and they've come out of the functional ugly stage, and now they're yeah. into the looking really cool and still functional and very reliable stage. So if 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 the if the Chinese cars go the same way which why wouldn't they? Yeah. I can't say anything bad about them. They're not they're not something that I think will ever be an aspirational mm. brand. I wonder. The more these deals that people like SAIC sign with the big boys like Volkswagen and General Motors the better. Yeah. For them. There's some cachet about it, right, for the brands like oh yeah, we we, we build the fuel cells for the VWs, and and from from friends of mine, one of one of which has a a wife <coughs> who's from China. He says whenever they visit, every single vehicle that's like a public service, like a taxi or shuttle, is a VW over there. That's so they nice. obviously the brand is liked. So if SAIC, who are a local homemade brand over there, are working with an aspirational brand then it's going to rub off you would think and mm. then all of a sudden you've got a over 1 billion population yeah. market
0: and to you're ta- aim and at and you start playing with stuff you can test it you can trial it you yeah, get yeah. to uh, interesting
1: and for, you know for if you're in the market for a 70,000 dirham car that's got everything all bells and whistles on it then the M grand is the only one you're going to get that's not going to leave you disappointed I, I wouldn't say I'd be disappointed spending 70,000 on a new car and getting that mm. I don't think that's yeah, that's, that's interesting you know, and and yeah, I'd like to spend another <laughs> seventy and get myself a nice VW or something. But Is that
0: sensible? Yeah, that's sensible. I know. that's a, and that's a challenge. I mean, yeah. VW's giving me three years; they're giving me seven yeah. and on it, the and warranty. And it looked nice. That was my thing. It did. You know? It, yeah, it, they don't. That's
1: one point. They don't look bad now. So
0: and it almost looked like they got an extra layer of paint too, because you know sometimes you would get some of these cars and and the paint was maybe kind of thin because it wasn't lustrous and mm. it just looked when you put an extra layer of paint on something yeah, it yeah. just, and it looked rich and heavy and I kind of went, wow, that's really yeah. nice looking. Yeah. It was, it was enjoyable when, the, and which brings us to two, two areas. And I think the, one of the things that the Geely does is you got that nice little Chrome finish and you know, the, chrome's oh, no. a big I know, but this is the best part. This is the best part. I found this quote and it's coming, it's talking about the ID 4 the Volkswagen, the new Volkswagen yeah. ID 4 and the, the one thing that we start seeing with these electric vehicles is it's, it's all about lighting. Becoming Totally it, makes no sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, save energy. Let's put all the yeah, lights on. Yeah, let's put it. more lights on. But, yeah. the, you, know, the, the, you know, let's be honest with it. It's, it's all LED lighting yeah, yeah, and it's, yeah. it's, it, it's, it's kind of like going to the Mad Nat. Let's, let's, you know, you go to the Mad Nat at night. You go to the Mad Nat in during the day and it's nice looking. But you go at night and you got all these corners and recesses yeah. and you got this lighting and it's just like, where am I? And I thought this was an excellent, excellent little piece of of wording coming from uh, Volkswagen. And it's actually coming from the head of design. Go on. Klaus. his name. Yeah. Klaus uh, Zikora. Klaus Zikora. Light is the new chrome.
1: Yes, I'm all up for it.
0: Oh no, actually no. Should I? Be- <laughs> You're not a Chrome guy, but mm-hmm. the lighting. So it's it's it that replaces Chrome. I'm in. Yeah, well, basically, because they are not they're they're saying you know what what did Chrome do. It drew your attention. It was that, it was that eye catcher as it's reflecting and as it's you know and all the things that Chrome does. And he says, you know, Chrome is not in now, as you said, and it's it just doesn't make any sense to have Chrome on a vehicle. In fact, but you still look at some vehicles and they have that Chrome accenting. It's plastic, but it's still that, that silver Chrome accenting. And the, the, the guys over at VW Design they're saying now it's all about lighting. Mm, you see, and, this is cool. And so the whole front bumper area becomes a lit area that is you know shining up onto the 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 the, the grill and more so they're not just you know throwing a few leds underneath so you get some nice lighting they're they're actually thinking about how the lightings the lighting accents all of the you know the, the curves and and the pieces and I, I one of the pieces that i thought was really interesting as this designer was talking about it, he's saying look we've got such opportunity now to use lighting not only to to showcase the vehicle but also as a safety feature with being able to create immense intensity of light with very little electricity to literally light up right in front of that vehicle as you're driving so you get lighting like you've never had before yeah. because we're using the lighting for two multiple purposes. Yeah, I mean it's
1: it's 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 going to be cool if nothing else just to see how the technology of everything associated with the car will change because of the way we go into renewables, right? And yeah. electric vehicles, hydrogen, whatever it goes, the technology has to follow on. You can't just... There's something cool about putting an electric battery and motor in a an old E-type Jaguar or something. Right. There's something cool about that, but it's always good to see a vehicle that sort of fits the tech yeah. around it.
0: It's, what is he he says uh the team applied uh they're, they're creating this new unmistakable light design an unmistakable mm. light it's design got a
1: bit of a mixed history with <laughs> lights though i know they've gone wrong before yeah <laughs> badly it me, like the audis that were just covered in christmas tree leds yeah well that's the thing how how is this going to age yeah and how
0: expensive are they going to be to change
1: yeah that's well, a really and, cynical and, thing
0: to say. But. And then there's the paragraph here where the cynicism kicks right in, and they say the tail light clusters have been fully equipped with light emitting diodes LEDs, and red light strips uh, connect them to each side. And I'm thinking this can go all wrong really quick. Although I got to say you you would you had spoken about the. Porsche Cayenne. Yeah, they've got the strip on the back again. And That's I saw, always been a Volkswagen I saw thing, hasn't it? I saw that the other day and I was a little bit disappointed, so I really liked the way they did it and I thought mm-hmm. when we're braking does that light strip oh, yeah, going to go? Doesn't. And I thought Guys, you missed something because that would have been spectacular. Yeah. Or when you've got this turn signal, if half of that strip would have gone with the turn signal, yeah. that would and so it gets brighter. And then, but oh, yeah. I thought, man, yeah. But I thought maybe the technology is not there yet for LEDs, LEDs to have those multiple levels in an automotive application.
1: So on the launch of the Passat in two thousand and five the 3C as we called it and then I, I was at VW we, as they came out and we were learning that that was one of the first cars to have LEDs on it from the VW brand mm. and in fact it might have been the first it was and the brake lights were red LEDs yeah. and the CERN signals because we're in the UK were orange Okay, but they weren't orange LEDs Oh, they had yellow LEDs that would shine at the same time as the red ones to me oh orange yeah And they made a big deal about why they did it that way and et cetera, et cetera. Um, And it was great. And we never had any problem with them while I was there and we never had to change the units. And if we did, they were still in warranty. But then there was a very clear opening for the possibility of someone just going in and changing a bit of software and making those LEDs do what the heck they wanted them to do. And I've always thought that, you know, if somebody's got LED lights, we we fit them. So Mustangs, you've seen the Mustangs, yeah, get the the coloured yeah. round headlight, and then the ones now, the newer ones with the new front end with the slit. Yes. Side lights, you can buy a kit with a box which you control from an app on your phone. Really. That will change the colour of your lights while you're driving. As you. It's not the safest thing, is it? (laughs) Not if you're driving really. you've got the app
0: open and it's like, oh yeah.
1: But also on the Mustang, you get the, so they have the directional signals like the Audis and a lot of the European cars have now where the the signal will move across. So if it's signaling right, Mm. they light up in a middle, outer. And they look really good. I think they do look good. But you could change that if you're just writing a code. If you're just writing some software and putting it in, you could have them doing anything you want. So... I'm not sure why they didn't make that back strip light up. I'm not sure why they didn't make more of it. It 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 would be great if it was like a like a board that you could write a message and like back off you too close. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, I've I've often wondered why we don't have those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the reason we don't be okay <laughs> <'Cause is> because <laughs> there'd be fights at every single set of traffic lights. <laughs> Just people smashing each other's faces in because <laughs> somebody's put something abhorrent. Yeah. yeah, you know that would happen yeah. too.
0: Oh man, and light is a new chrome and I just
1: wonder it'll age i that's that's j I think they look they do look cool now, yeah, they do look I like the Tesla lights, mm. I like them, yeah, yeah, are
0: they gonna look good in ten years? I don't know. What, what Well, think five years back now. What do the first first round of LEDs look like in vehicles? Uh, those
1: LEDs in like 2005, <sighs> 6, 7, when yeah. they came out on the Audi, you like, wow. Yeah, now you look at 2008 them. 2008 came out, I was sick of those.
0: They were yeah. disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> and then half of them are burnt out now on yeah. many vehicles. And then, and they're then, not cheap. No, try getting that fixed. People don't. Yeah. I, I often see them. It's like, oh, oh, what's going on with the grill? And how you have that side's failed. Yeah. Well, and you got to get it fixed? No, it's one piece. I got to get them all done then. It's like, so they don't. Mm. Yeah, mm. Interesting. The, the, the original four-door sports car is. Oh, you see, I've got. I'm, I can answer that. Got the notes
1: here. Cheating because I've got the notes. Yeah, but but, but I'm, I, I, I'm amazed. I mean, who gave? Who said that?
0: <laughs> they did. <laughs> Only then, <laughs> Nissan. Yeah. Nissan in the U.S. So it might be in the U.S. They're talking, but the Nissan in the U.S. The longest continuous running nameplate is the Nissan Maxima which I thought was kind of cool. And they actually talk about it and they go down and, and what, what version are we on with the Maxima They had some crazy number. But they, they go back to when these things came out in 81 and it was, you know, the, the Datsun 810 is what it really started as. Yeah. And they said at that point it was, and much like now, I, I, I remember a guy I worked with, Michael Kennedy in 2000, had a an older Maxima here. I mean, older he bought it used and that thing was a, that thing was it would fly on the road fly yeah. they've always been quite capable and and then you know then they started doing stuff and then they upped this and they upped that in it but in, in their original form they're saying it was just a sporty car that went fast and uh, you know there we go yeah for me it's just an everyday car
1: yeah I you know if, I'm, and <laughs> I Andrew came up with that I wonder who was in the meeting when they came up with that you really original, don't. Four door sports car. That's, I mean, a, that's a good one. All patting themselves on the back. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're the original. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but nobody even contesting it because it's no. such a ridiculous claim. So <laughs> 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 you've got a problem there. You've got, yeah. you've got four words that don't go <laughs> yeah. together. You've got four door <laughs> sports, sports car. <laughs> yeah. car. Yeah. You've missed two words. And it should be can't be.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, now it's, um, well, oh, it's eighth generation. It's, uh, yeah, eighth generation.
1: Since what was it? Since eighty one?
0: Is it, they call it an authentic sports sedan? Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, the V six that they have in those things is, is very capable, and yeah. the newer ones look quite cool. They've got black, gloss black accents on them. Yeah, yeah, they look quite good in the red and the black yeah. and the white yeah, colors. They're neat. So they do look pretty good, but uh, it's still a Nissan. <laughs> Don't get above your station,
0: lads. <laughs> I mean. Come on, I you know it's it's one of those vehicles. When I look at the the Maxima, especially the new version, I just kind of go, I could drive one of those. I could have one of those in the in the driveway. Yeah, my
1: dad had an Altima back in the UK, mm. and I broke my breaker bar trying to undo his hub, not <laughs> change his wheel bearing one Saturday morning. <laughs> so ever since then i've hated yeah, the things yeah there it was like go. 200 pound that breaker bar oh man but uh, it was warranted it was fine snap okay. on oh there but you see it. yeah but you just have to wait till it comes round. it's only <laughs> once a week it's just saturday <laughs> it's only once a he week will not coming until <laughs> wednesday so. did, they,
0: did the snap-on guy drive around in a van here
1: yeah not here no no it so wouldn't work here because so you don't buy your own tools here uh, as okay. a technician oh okay we so powerworks we provide tools for the technicians in and the uk that's, that's an added cost tools. so that's a which are on a boat on the way over actually <laughs> finally <laughs> eight years later <laughs> it's, it's worth doing worth doing there must be with djs as well there's got to be there has got to be 75 80, sterling in tools sure i think my easily. brother i think my
0: brother's still got two
1: big oh, rolling yeah. racks your brother's to be fair, he's probably lost more tools than,
0: than yeah. I've owned yeah. at this stage. There's there's no doubt about it.
1: Yeah, I mean he's you know he likes
0: chrome, so <laughs> that, that shows his vintage. <laughs> yeah, you said it. That's that's good. That's a good reading of Joey Woo Woo right there. <laughs> that you know the, the, the senility's sitting in, and he's put down he put down hey, that wrench. And where did the, I put that wrench? The
1: video you sent me that he would sent you the other day. Man, where do you guys live? <laughs> what an amazing place. <laughs> it's, it's just the one- like. Wow, it's just like just obviously American sort of movie would be what you'd say because that's only that's the culture that we live in. But yeah. obviously it was in Canada, but it's like. Straight road highway. Oh, yeah. Green fields. Yeah. <laughs> looking
0: for windmills. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Live, <laughs> <laughs> Driving oh. the, fo- I think he's on the 407. He's doing a commute there. A it's just a wide open road. Yeah, nobody, no cars, nowhere. <laughs> no, I think it's a toll road too, but that's part of the reason why it's like that. But that's you know what? Awesome. For that, and, and, and actually, that, that toll road parallels, goes parallel with the 401 if you're doing that. So, when even, you know, we don't own a, we'll rent a car and we'll pay the premium. To you know, get dinged going through the toll gate because you—it's it's all electronic. Because of that, yeah, yeah. And you're just no driving; it's just empty, and it's, and you know, he'll you'll, you'll hear you'll hear people say, "Man, it's a boring drive." It's a boring drive, but it's a wide open road. Yeah, it's green everywhere. <laughs> it's green. Yeah. And in the winter, it's just brown. But then you got some snowdrifts, and you see, you know, if it snows, you see stuff. It's kind of cool. Yeah. No, it looked really cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Hey, Glenn, you know what? It's uh, it's time for us to wrap up the kit Time and you go. see we'll do it all again real soon we're going to be talking air conditioning in vehicles we're going to do the deep dive next week and we're going to we're going to have our uh our feature section i don't what it's called planning on air okay. <laughs> yeah. we're going to do it powerworks is the podcast Podaholics is how you're listening to it if you want to get in touch with us potaholics with a k at gmail.com head over to www.potaholics.com listen to any of the hundreds of episodes of, uh, of, of our shows. We, I, I, there's at least 64 of these. So yeah, you want to get in on that. And uh, thanks a lot for listening. We'll talk to you again real soon. Glenn Power, PowerWorks Automotive. I'm James Pikeway. This is Podaholics.